18 minutes after 7, Metro FM is where you're at. Traffic brought to you by Outsurance. SMS out to 40019 and make 2018 your year to switch and save. For a tunnel slowly and on the support backed up badly as well. Uh, the Roston Road, the top end of Paul Kruger extension, even the Sopan Road, the alternative to avoid the Mopani Highway uh, coming into on the support heavy as well. Uh, Durban queuing press through that area. I'm Rob Beatty. This is Fresh Breakfast Traffic. Thank you, Robinho. Tat to you in about an hour. Metro FM traffic update is brought to you by Outsurance. SMS out to 40019 and make 2018 your year to switch and save. Unless you are the mysterious winner of the recent 145 million rand powerball jackpot a saving on your car insurance may come in handy right now all you have to do is sms out to 40019 or call 0860000 and insurance will either beat your current car insurance premium or give you 400 rand or 800 rand if you haven't had a car claim in three years either way you hit the jackpot SMS out to 40019 or call 0860000 now. Outsurance is an authorized FSP. TCs and standard rates apply. I like these guys. Malums on decks. Ma Africa, the remix. 25 after 7, Metro FM is where you're at. What is that one song guaranteed to make sure you have a glorious morning? We'd love to play you your morning glory next. WhatsApp your voice note to 081-577-3333. Jaguar Paw featuring Less Ego, Love of My Life. 731, Mpolo is on standby with your sports update. Angie Kumalo has your Metro FM news headlines. And then we are in the mix with another fresh gospel mix. We said last week we're going to make the circle bigger. If you're a gospel DJ or a DJ that happens to also play gospel, keep your mixes coming. Absolutely loving them. Today, Brother Man out of Durban is going to bring the noise. In the headlines this hour, Sean Abrahams will know his future as NPA chief today when the Constitutional Court hands down judgment. And leaders of the DA in the Western Cape are to meet today to discuss the processes towards the election of a new Cape Town mayor. I'll have a full bulletin for you at 8. Starting off with rugby news, Wallabies captain Michael Hooper has been included in a trimmed-down squad for the opening Bladisloe uh, Cup clash against the All Blacks after being cleared to play following a hamstring injury. Hooper, who signed a five-year contract with Rugby Australia on Friday, had been racing to be fit for Saturday's clash in Sydney after picking up the injury in the final test against Ireland back in June. The 28-man squad, cut from 36, includes two uncapped players in Tom Banks and J. 
Jack Maddox. In golfing news, Brooks Kupka held off dramatic challenges from Tiger Woods and Adam Scott in a thrilling back nine battle last night to win the 100th PGA Championship, while in tennis, Rafa Nadal held off a late surge from birthday boy Stefanos Tsitsipas to claim the 80th title of his career with a victory at the Toronto Masters last night. In football, Barcelona battled back to defeat Sevilla 2-1 and win the Spanish Super Cup last night with French World Cup winner Ousmane Dembele hitting a sensational winner to help give Lionel Messi a winning start as captain. It was Barcelona's 13th Super Cup and 6th in the last nine seasons. Meanwhile, Cristiano Ronaldo wasted no time in presenting himself to the Juventus faithfuls, scoring in his first appearance in the the Bianconeri's shirt after less than 10 minutes on the field. Having taken extended leave after the 2018 World Cup and his move from Real Madrid, the Portugal striker was finally introduced to fans in Sunday's friendly against the club's Primavera side. The match is a traditional curtain raiser in Turin and gives potential first-teamers the chance to test themselves against Juve's young hopefuls. Finally, a Chinese footballer has denied using a racial slur against Senegalese striker Demba Ba during a recent match, his first response to a race row that has rocked the Chinese Super League. Changchun Yatai midfielder Zhang Li was banned for six matches and fined 42,000 yuan last week by the Chinese Football Association following his heated confrontation with Shanghai Shenghua's uh, bar during a recent one-all draw. That's all the sport from me and Paul at Solonyani. I'll be back with the final update at 8.30. I'll bring my guy, Mama Wendy. Hey, when? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 7.35, this is Fresh Breakfast on Metro FM. I thought we agreed that they're going to load the entire version. Is there an entire version? Yeah, not the one that cuts here. Oh! Ah, <laughs> uh, Libala. Yeah. Forget it. It's easily the biggest song in the country right now. Easy. I am actually quite impressed and happy for the song. Yes. Because I've heard the song way back. Yes. Like long time ago sure. and I fell in love with it I, was, I felt so sad that it wasn't getting radio love it, yeah. yeah and and it did feel like those songs that a big go section mang mang yes. go val yeah. or sure. uh, and then when I hear it now being on high rotation yeah. it warms my heart sure. it is, it's a beautiful song that was the morning glory for this morning. Hopefully your day will be glorious. Uh, it seems like someone uh, beat some easy uh, to uh, having it as a wedding song. It it's a reception a, song. It's definitely making it. Oh, so it's definitely on the... By December, this song will be big. Can't you wonder what you're hissing? No, we're hissing. Seven forty-two, fresh breakfast on Metro FM. It is where you're at. Hashtag fresh breakfast. Hashtag Monday motivation. Make some noise for brother man out of Durban.
Hashtag Monday Motivation. Hashtag Another Fresh Gospel Mix. He's 24 years old. Sandile Brother Man Pagama out of Durban. Big up, dog. If you're a DJ, you'd like to submit your gospel mix for Mondays after 7.30, please email the link to djfresh at djfresh.com and include the track list. Angie with Metro FM News next. In the news at eight, Sean Abrahams to learn his fate and the rand continues to weaken. In your sporting headlines, uh, Barcelona fight back to win the Spanish Super Cup and the Wallabies skipper Hooper is fit to face the All Blacks. Details at 8.30. Sean Abrahams will know his future as NPA chief today when the Constitutional Court hands down judgment. In February this year, the Concords reserved judgment on an application to confirm two declaratory orders that Abraham's appointment was invalid, made by the High Court in Pretoria in December. Freedom Under Law's retired judge, Johan Krichler. We're forced out. The executive has tried to control that office from day one. Leaders of the DA in the Western Cape are to meet today to discuss the processes towards the election of a new Cape Town mayor. Outgoing Mayor Patricia DeLille resigned last week following protracted differences with her party. DA Provincial Leader Bonginko Simatigizela. The process is that once here before this election panel, Council Chairperson will then select the suitable candidate. Scopa Chairperson Tembagodi believes that social security agency SASA will be able to address the glitches in the payment of social grants. Cash Pay Master Services will cease paying the grants after the end of September and the South African Post Office will take over following drawn-out negotiations. Godi says there were faults in the transition. Especially in relation to the usage of the new cards in the village pay points. There were also concerns from the local traders who traded the pay points that uh, pay points are going to be closed and that is going to have a catastrophic impact uh, on the local economy. Acting Sasa CEO Abraham Mashangu says that only the pay points which are within a five-kilometer radius from post offices, ATMs and merchants will be closed after the change. We are reaching out to communities, we are answering their questions, we are showing them if we are no longer going to be paying you here, this is where you are going to be paid. And the people that are doing economic activity around the pay point, we are also saying to them, we are not throwing you away, you are part of the local economic development, therefore there it's where we are going to be paying your grant, and this is how you are going to be able to continue doing your economic activity. The rand continues to weaken against a basket of uh, major currencies in uh, Asian trade and has weakened by 4% or 70 cents against the dollar compared with Friday's JSE closing price. This as the dollar strengthens and investors withdraw funds from emerging markets, bringing the rand's loss to around 15% so far this year. The rand is also reacting to uncertainty of the ANC's land and economic policies. The US dollar is trading at 14 rand 67 at the moment. The pound sterling is worth 18 rand 69. The euro costs 16 rand 68. Platinum is trading at $813 and gold is at $1,208. 
per ounce. The price of Brent crude oil is at $72.62 a barrel. A recap of the top story at 8 o'clock. Sean Abrahams will know his future as NPA chief today when the Constitutional Court hands down judgment. 8.04, four minutes after 8. Welcome to Fresh Breakfast on Metro FM. Today is International Left-Handers Day. Maybe you have stories you'd like to share with us about being left-handed, especially before the 90s, especially if you went to a convent school or a church school and you wrote with your left. And Abu sister would have none of it. Maybe you used to struggle finding stuff that is left-hand friendly, but things are improving. Please share your story with us. WhatsApp 0815773333. We'll check out your voice notes just after 8.30. You can also use the hashtag Fresh Breakfast. Today, Monday 13 August 2018, on this day in 2010, the inaugural Women's Legacy Dialogue took place at the Santin Sun Hotel in Jersey. The event was in context with Women's Month. The event consisted of women's leaders, women leaders from government, the corporate sector, and civil society. Sis Windu Luhabe, social entrepreneur, chair, director of various companies, and author, and Lynette Finley, CEO of Finley & Associates, and founding director of uh, Nurturing Orphans of AIDS for Humanity, were the dialogue conveners at the event. Observing Women's Month, all of this month. This is Fresh Breakfast on Metro FM. Mungu Africa features Niniola and Busiswa. Lazaro. <laughs> ah, Lazaro. Shout out to Brenda Fassi for inspiring the tone of the voice. Uh, what tone? I don't know Come and don't do that. Don't. I'm sure she's once said that to you. Don't talk like that of ancestors. Fresh can dance, The funa when Tabby's ever strong, the funa, the funa. Fresh, but listeners, the land fresh. When the dance, fresh. Keen. Who are you? And in the mind, you listen. That was Mungu Africa, uh. Niniola, Busi, with Lazaro. It is time for Metro FM's Fresh Politics. We talk all things politics with author and political analyst and academic Ralph Mateka. Have uh, quite a bit to cover today. Ralphie. Good morning. Good morning, Fresh. And good morning to the crew in studio. And good morning to the great Metro FM listeners. I'm sure you're not like Lazaro because your book is selling. You have money on at least. <laughs> Well, not there, uh, and uh, I have a few goats in Libobo that I sell when I'm broke, so mm-hmm. it's, not a, it's not a problem at all. Goes a long way, goes a long way. Uh, Ralph, quite a bit to discuss. Let's start with government's plan to cut 30,000 jobs. How? I mean, fresh, you know, we saw this report on, on Friday where the Maiden Guardian was reporting that 30,000 jobs were on the line, and the aim is to cut out... Uh, 
the public service. Apparently, it is quite big. The, the public sector wage bill seems to be a problem. And if you remember well, remember when Mr. Ramaphosa took over back in February, I think it was during the State of the Nation where he actually uh, came out just saying he wants to cut the public sector uh, wage bill. He wants to cut the number of public servants. I mean, by then, Fresh, I said to myself that it's never going to happen. No one does that going into the election. Mm. And and secondly, I've never seen in any country recently uh, 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 politicians being able to cut out uh, jobs in the public sector. This is just because the unions would not wait, mm. because the unions will actually go against it. And if you look within Kosadu uh, 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 itself, the, the most powerful unions actually within Kosadu are becoming public sector unions. That is your Nehau, uh, National Education and Health Workers Union. That is your uh, 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 SATU, the Teachers Workers Union. So clearly the, it was not going to happen. So when the report hit the uh, uh, news on, on Friday, uh, it didn't take such a long time before uh, the minister in the public service and administration, Ayanda Todlo, came and said that, oh, wait a minute, this is not what we are going to do. Uh, we are working out on a kind of a severance package for the older mm. uh, public service uh, workers, public servants who will be leaving office anyway. But it will mean that if, 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 if the older uh, uh, public servants are leaving office, you are then going to freeze those positions still mm. the unions are not going to like it so i think government is backtracking on that but I, i've always there's always been my idea fresh that no one does that before going into the election mm. it's a suicide mission because that has already said that look that's fine you can cut the jobs we cut the votes yep. as simple as that from where they stand Ralph, when they, uh, they announced this, they mentioned the fact that uh, overall 20 billion would be saved in salaries, but also it's going to cost the country 4 billion in those severance packages. But looking at everything, when Cyril Ramaphosa started, did he not promise a million jobs a year or something around, along those lines? He did. I mean, a very good point there you're making. He did. He 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 promised to create uh, jobs through public uh, investment, through infrastructure investment. And I think that has been the call even in the last few weeks. So whenever he goes out uh, to try to get investors, he always says that uh, uh, the president always says that they want to create jobs through uh, uh, public investment, through infrastructure investment. And then to come and cut jobs in the public service, it's it, 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 it's, it's never really head off. But mm. I also think morally, this decision has been challenged morally yeah. because there are those who are actually saying that, look, the problem is not necessarily the, 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 the public sector wage bill. The problem is just corruption and the mm. spillage in government mm. where mm. money just goes to corruption. And mm. uh, there are those who are saying that before you can come up with harsh measures such as cutting jobs in the public sector, show willingness to curb corruption, willingness to to close the taps where there is a spillage in the state-owned entities and so forth. So it's going to be very difficult for government to push this policy because as far as I can observe, government just has got no moral legitimacy now, yeah. given the experience of corruption, to say to people that uh, we have these austerity measures, we've got these harsh measures, we're going to ask you to stick to those measures. Mm. Government just does not have a cloud to say that. Fifteen minutes after eight, this is Fresh Breakfast on Metro FM. We're talking fresh politics with Ralph Mateja. But Ralph, um, so Mizzi, am, am yeah. I being too paranoid in thinking how this whole cutting of jobs um, 
is going to affect the country in terms of crime, in terms of poverty, and so forth and so on. I'll tell you why. I'm yeah. I'm thinking that um, we are sitting at plus minus six million unemployment mm. or unemployed people. Mm. Then you cut thirty thousand jobs and. That th- you're not just cutting out 30,000 jobs. If one person represents five family members, then that means uh, about 1.5 million people are going to suffer more than they did and over and above the 6 million, which makes like 7.5 million people that are suffering. The level of crime and hunger and, and, and heartlessness wouldn't it escalate to another level where you get what you can when you can and doesn't matter at what cost. Definitely, I fully agree with you. It will become a social problem. Even those people who uh, suppose they do this thing in a softer manner, where they are saying that uh, uh, the older public servants need to take severance packages. The reality is that those people support families. Mm-hmm. In most mm. cases, they support uh, typically over five people in a, how- in, a, in a single household. So they will be fine once that severance package hit, but in the long run, you are actually creating more social problems because you are taking away the lifeline uh, for members of, of that family. And again, correct observation there. If you look at the public service in South Africa, uh, uh, I, I do think that we don't have a problem of overcapacity. Look at look at what is happening um, uh, within the police and so forth. It's not overcapacitated. Mm-hmm. What I think needs to be done is just to get the public servants to perform optimally and cutting the size is hardly justifiable as a way to get the public servants to function optimally. So it, it, will, it, will, it will not work. And I think for me, this will be the first issue actually that brings Ramaphosa's administration into direct collision with the unions. Mm. Uh, the unions are not going to like it. And it's not just Kosatu, but also other public sector unions, including uh, unions such as South too as well, who are in, in, in sympathy with workers. They will not like this kind of a measure. Actually, uh, the problem, they will say that the president seems to be doing everything for everyone, satisfying mm. the markets mm. by cutting on the wage bill, mm. to them down on the deficit. But at the same time, you promise the people that you're going to uh, create jobs, as you correctly say, cutting jobs is a way to create jobs. I don't understand the mathematics. Could always just cut the cabinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are those who are saying that actually, maybe let's start, start there. With your political allies, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, and C- cut, cut the, the deputy minister. Yeah, yeah, cut the deputy ministers. Uh, that should serve us quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, exactly. and and merge a couple others. You know, then <laughs> the, then we then we're going somewhere. And and cut out on the blue lights if you want to save money. Mm. There is just so many people going around with the blue lights where it's not unnecessary. If you cut out on the blue lights. Uh, some will say that, oh, we do have safety and all that for some of the uh, deputy ministers and so, and so forth. Deal with safety in the broader country, and mm. then you don't have to spend it, uh, money in that area beefing up security. So morally, it's just not going to work. It's going to be very difficult. I've never seen it happening anywhere. No politician has ever done that. No politician yeah. has ever touched the unions before the election. Well, uh, I'm sure they'll find a way. That, like they say, there's many ways to skin a fat cat. <laughs> So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's we will see. We will see. Let's quickly wrap it up with an update on what's happening with the DA and BEE. Uh, where's Mamuzi? Mm-hmm. We're not hearing much from Mamuzi. Well, fresh. The, 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 you know what? Uh, the debate on race within the DA is just proving to be quite difficult mm. to handle. Uh, they have taken a position through their policy gurus that uh, they are going to get rid of the altogether. 
But there is a resistance uh, in, in provinces. I mean, I was talking to one journalist who was saying to me that uh, there is resistance within KZN province where people are actually asking some from within the DA as to where does this decision come from. There is the willingness uh, uh, by people within provinces to actually challenge some of these decisions that seems to be coming from the federal authority or the federal structure of the DA. And, I mean, uh, there is an absentee boss there. Criticism goes to Mr. Maimani as well. Mm. Where is he in all this? Where does he stand? Maybe he needs to take a position so that it can be clear. You can't keep on just managing a crisis. You need to also take a position so that people can have confidence in what you say. Mm. So unfortunately, this another episode that just exposing uh, how uh, Musi's leadership seems to be unfolding. He seems to be lacking authority to actually lead the DA and people within the DA are speaking out loud on that. So, elections are next year. Uh, one leader wants to cut jobs. The other <laughs> is not really leading when it comes to BEE and land. Mm. The other is shooting toy guns in inverted commas <laughs> at bashes. Who do we vote for? Fresh, I wanted to say that. I mean, like, who do we like vote for? Watching cartoons. You know what they can do? You know, the first thing we need to do, let's get the popcorns, okay? Because we're going to be running out. This is going to be I, very funny. Yeah. Uh, and it's sad and tragic, though. But uh, it just shows how some of the recent shift in South African politics, particularly uh, the removal of President Jacob Zuma and maybe uh, the removal of the issue of corruption as a grand issue mm. upon which anyone can stand. I mean, it's still there, but I think it is fading. So political parties have to show creativity. Unfortunately, they are showing their creativity by, by, by shooting quote-unquote toy guns and others are doing what they're doing. It just shows how, how how displaced and how frustrated political leadership seems to be in South Africa. I hope they gain their feet after the elections because now, as we speak, they're just running around. They're very cantankerous and it does not inspire confidence. Mm. You know, the, the one thing about the DA is that, especially with this BEE issue, is that, again, it exposes how the DA is very good at pointing out the faults of the opposition, but their own lack of policy. You know? Exactly. A monkey cannot see its own forehead. It's forehead. Unless it's a forehead my size, but then it carry on top. It just shows, it just shows there that, uh, that uh, this DA, the manner in which they go about it, they see themselves as a permanent opposition. Because mm. if you see yourself as a permanent opposition, you never really craft alternatives. I mean, if they say they were to get rid of BEE, what are they saying about uh, the, the horrible state of representation in corporates and so forth? Women are not well represented at leadership, and also uh, black people are not. How do you deal with mm. that reality? You need a better alternative. You just can't dismiss uh, BEE altogether and pretend as if the problem does not exist.